all right, Headmaster? Francis asked. Everything is fine, Mrs. Barden. A piece of biscuit went down the wrong way, that's all. Do continue. You were telling me how non-confrontational you wish to be? Francis caught the faintly mocking tone in his voice and decided a different strategy was called for. All she wanted was to be taken seriously as Noah's guardian and received the information she requested without editorial comment from Dr. Nelms. Dr. Nelms, I know I am a great deal older than many of the parents who leave their children in your charge. And I am a widow, which means I perhaps lack the advantage of other couples, in that I have no one at home who can assuage my anxieties about Noah when they spring up. I suppose I am, to some extent, using you in this regard. If you find that onerous, I apologise. Francis could hear a clock ticking in the background. It isn't you I find onerous, Mrs. Barden. You are evidently a highly intelligent, delightful woman. But the frequency of your calls is, if I may be frank, becoming counterproductive because... I understand that, Francis interrupted. It doesn't help that you scarcely allow me to respond to one point before you jump in with something else. Francis felt chastened. I do apologise. Please, finish whatever it was you were saying before we get back to the subject of Noah's well-being. Oh, that probably sounded more antagonistic than I wanted it to sound. Oh, I don't care anymore. Let the man waffle on if he must. I won't be diverted. Your daily calls, Mrs. Barden, are entirely unnecessary. And if I'm completely honest, they eat away into time I need to be spending on other issues. Is that so, Headmaster? Such as? The school is home to many boys whose fathers are away. Fighting. Some of those boys mask their anxieties admirably and try to get on with it and their life here. Others are not so adept and need a lot more consideration. Only yesterday, one little chap in the fourth form learned that his father had perished in the Atlantic, protecting a food convoy targeted by a German U-boat patrol. The boy was distraught, as you can imagine. His mother was too. Dr. Nelms's voice trailed off for a few moments. Clearly, the episode had affected them all. Frances felt awful. She waited for the headmaster to speak, but he did not. I'm so sorry, she said, softening her tone. I didn't realise. There's no reason why you should. Under any other circumstances, I would try and respond to your concerns as they present themselves. But with a lot of our younger housemasters gone off to the forces... He broke off at this point. Francis wondered what was happening. Headmaster? When he came back on the line, his voice was less assured than it had been a moment ago. It isn't only boys we have here, Mrs. Barden. Since the outbreak of war, we have lost three outstanding members of staff in the fight against the Luftwaffe. Again, I do not wish to minimise your concerns over Noah, but that has had a tremendous effect on the morale of my remaining staff. 
these brave young men were much admired by their colleagues and loved by the pupils. Francis felt sick with remorse. I'm so sorry, Dr. Nelms. I really didn't want to get into this with you, but I left you no choice. Well, Doctor, I'm so sorry. I interrupted you again. The line went quiet. You're such an idiot, Francis. Let the man speak. We have a great amount to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Let's just leave it at that. Francis nodded, sympathising greatly with everything the headmaster was telling her. When she next spoke, her voice was soft, almost pleading for him to help her deal with her own personal crisis of confidence about having sent Noah away. But I, I just can't leave it to headmaster, can I? How can we find a happy...